This is Joe Burns. And Chad P. Hey, thanks for listening to the Rock School Podcast. We think you'll learn something. Now remember, if you want to hear the show with all the music in place, go to kslu.org and stream the show live Thursdays at 5. And Sundays at 4. It's a new show every week. Now enjoy this week's Rock School radio show. Portions of the day's programming are reproduced by means of electrical transcriptions or tape recordings. It's time for school. Rock school. With your hosts, Dr. Joe Burns. I went, hey! Counting the reverb. I literally was thrown out of the church. And Chad P. But you know way down the road when you finally do bring it up, I'm not going to remember this. Well, I just have a better memory than you do. You do not have a better memory than I do. I do, Fred. I did theater. I do. (laughs) Class is in. Hey, it's how radio would be done if your mom did it. This is Rock School right here on the Rock School Radio Network. My name is Joe Burns, a professor in the communication department, Southeastern Louisiana University. Him, that guy, over there. I know we're on the radio, so you don't know where over there is, but in that general direction, his name is... Chad P. Chad's going to help me out with the radio show today by pushing all the right buttons, which he does every single week. Now... I was looking at some of my CDs because I don't really use CDs anymore. Now the whole world is on iPod, so everything gets just burned to your iTunes and such. But I was flipping over CDs and I was looking and, you know, bing, show idea pops into my head. All the recording studios on the backs of the albums. Mm-hmm. Do you ever do that? You get a CD, you look at the, you know, do you even get CDs anymore? No, I haven't had a CD in yeah. years. So even without CDs, people kind of get lost on the concept of, where are all of these songs recorded? So I thought, whether you get CDs or you don't get CDs, you got to have an idea of where these things are recorded. So I did some quick run around on the internet and I found, you know, I knew a lot of them, but I found other ones, famous recording studios. Hey, cool. And I thought I'd grab some names that you might have heard and some names that you might not have heard, tell you about famous people who have recorded there and play some music from the actual recording studio. Excellent. What say? You ever heard of the Sound Factory? No. Sound Factory is in California. Um, it was basically a building put together for Moonglow Records. Moonglow. Moonglow Records. It it really only had one claim to fame. It signed the Righteous Brothers back in 1969. That's it. Huh. RCA bought it out, uh, and it became the Warner Reprise label. David Hassinger grabbed it, and it went crazy. It became the studio of West Hollywood. Now, it's since been sold back in 1991, but over the years, anybody who's anybody Hmm. has recorded at the sound studio. Ringo Starr, Dolly Parton, Brian Wilson, Jackson 5, Red Hot Chili Peppers, The Vines, and this woman who recorded almost every one of her big hits there, Linda Ronstadt. Cool. It's so easy. It's so easy to record at the Sound Factory. Rock School.
Hey, go Linda Ronstadt. It's so easy as we talk about a few recording studios around the good old That's U.S. Cool, of A. Man. Yeah. I wonder if she had to cross the blue bayou to get to that studio. Uh, <laughs> very good. Very Thank good. You. I'll be here yeah. all hour. You're no good. I know. Uh, okay. Oh, 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 oh. In California, let's just stay there. I guarantee you, you and the listening audience has seen the Capitol Records building. Okay. It's it's in California, Hollywood. It looks like a stack of 45s, one right on top of the other one. I do brrr, know what all that way looks up. like. Yes, right. Did you know there was a recording studio in the basement of it? Well, I've never been to it. Well, much there less is. in its basement. Lots and lots of them, as a matter of fact. The big thing about the recording studios in the basement mm-hmm. of the Capitol Studios, 30 feet underground, mm-hmm. you know, this is where you get nervous about earthquakes out in California. Yeah. 30 feet underground is an isolation chamber at <laughs> Capitol Studios. Okay. There are two what they call reverberation chambers. They were designed by Les Paul. Mm-hmm. They are huge open spaces mm-hmm. in the shape of a trapezoid. You know okay. what a trapezoid is? Yes, okay. Yes. Shape of a trapezoid, huge pieces that have walls 10 feet thick of concrete. Wow. That, depending on where you place items inside of it, can allow for a reverberation lasting up to five seconds five seconds five seconds now to the listening audience that doesn't know recording properties you can get in a large room i mean like a huge church one of these mega churches that are out there Uh three three and a half seconds Mm -hmm. something like that Mm -hmm. five seconds of reverberation true reverberation is amazing reverberation we're talking about reverb right not an echo right a true a true reverb coming off of Mm -hmm. that and uh, so many people again have recorded their helen reddy blondie john hyatt the knack uh george thorogood minnie ripperton loving you is easy and then she hits that note and And george jones right pet shop boys and this guy who there's only one way to rock now he's the lead singer of Chicken Foot, and he was with that band, that little band, that uh, Van oh, Halen. Oh, that Van Halen right. band. Oh, that's right. That, that yeah, Hagar yeah. guy. Yeah, Sammy Hagar. Only one way to rock. Rock school. Imagine if he showed up and said, hey, guys, I'm here. Ah, Mr. Hagar. Yes, uh, Jeeves, please show Mr. Hagar downstairs to the isolation chamber. That's right. How evil. You know, when I toured Russia, not with a band, my wife and I just went on. <laughs> I, I went into a church, uh-huh. and the woman who was showing us around mm-hmm. was talking about reverb and all of that. I think I was the only person in the entire group that understood what she was talking about. Oh, you know? I know where this is going. And I, she said there was a four-second reverb. And you decided to test it. I did. What I went did up you do? And, I went up into the pulpit. This is in a church. In, oh. This is outside of Moscow. Went up inside of the pulpit, and uh-huh. I began talking loudly What did you church. do? What did you do, Pastor Burns? And I went, hey! You- <laughs> and I went counting the reverb. Hey. I literally was thrown out of the church. Physically well thrown out well of the done. church. Good job. Yeah. Good job. Yeah. I, you know that scene in Oh Brother We're Out There where the guy goes out of the Woolworths? Uh-huh. That was me. Yeah. I was physically thrown out of the church. Jeez. So, how about another one? Electric Lady Studios. That's at 52 West and 8th Street in New York City's Greenwich Village. Originally built by Jimi Hendrix. 
Cool, man. Yeah, Jimi Hendrix, designed by John Stork in 1970. Are you familiar at all with the movie Nick and Nora's Infinite Playlist? Negative. Negative. It's not so bad. It's uh, it's a DVD rental. It's not what I thought it would be, but it's not so bad. Uh, almost the entire movie of the scenes where it takes place in a recording studio mm-hmm. were shot inside of Electric Lady Studios. Cool, now, man. who was recorded there? Again, it goes on and on and on. ACDC, Zeppelin, Frank Zappa, the Rolling Stones, Guns N' Roses, the Chinese Democracy Sessions, not the Guns N' Roses Sessions. If Hendrix was the one that developed it, then why is it called Electric Lady? Well, Electric Ladyland and and stuff that he had written. He didn't just name it Hendrix Studios. I mean, it's something you want to do that's uh, sort of representative of you and just simply not just named after you. Okay. But a lot of the stuff he actually recorded was done right there, like Crosstown Traffic. Rock School. Hendrix, a nice short one there for you. Crosstown traffic. Let's leave the United States uh, as Rock School talks about a lot of recording studios. See how many we can get into an hour here. Now, we've been mostly in New York City and Mm -hmm. uh, California. Let's go over to Munich, Germany. Germany. If you had to pick a point where disco started... Munich, Germany? Munich, Germany. I never uh, would have guessed that. Music Land Studios. This was the recording studio, uh, basically the home base of Italian record producer Giorgio Moroder in the 1960s. He was Italian? Oh, yeah. Why didn't he do it in Italy? I can't tell you. You know, I, I, Let's just say tax structure. Let's okay. go with that. Let's All just right. pretend. <laughs> Wait, you know, who's going to fight us? You know, probably get a lot of emails off of that. The studio itself was underneath a hotel... And it ran into trouble in the 1990s because they wanted to get people to the hotel, Mm -hmm. and they built a subway. Uh Uh-oh. And the subway ran it into trouble. Well, it's kind of hard to record when you got a train. One of my radio stations was literally underneath a train track. You could look out the window, look up, and there was the train. There was a big sign on the wall that said, try not to have the mic open when the train is going by. What Arcadian genius decided to build a radio station on top of a train track? Yeah, this is Pennsylvania. Uh, (laughs) Not only was disco recorded there, but a whole lot of rock and roll. Uh, Mark Bolin, T-Rex, Deep Purple, Freddie Mercury, Elton John, and uh, these guys. From Face the Music, this is uh, Evil Woman, E-L-O, Rock School. You made a fool of me, but broken dreams A quick question for you. Shoot. You'll probably easily be able to answer this. Yeah, these are the I'm, ones I missed. Go I'm, ahead. I'm noticing that a lot of them are underground. Well, yeah. For acoustic purposes. I, I would assume you can also find large space underground okay. um, when you when you need to have a reverberation chamber. Mm-hmm. I mean, so, so much today is done digitally. Yeah. When a lot of these were built back in the 60s, we're going to talk about Atlantic Studio, which was built back in the 40s. Uh-huh. You know, when you w- needed to create reverberation, like Sun Studio would get it through slapback. That's through the actual board where you take the output and you run it back into the board and uh-huh. you create almost a feedback. It's 
called slapback. Mm-hmm. Um, but a lot of people would also create, you know, these huge rooms um, as Columbia Studios did. Um, you could also create very, very, very long tubes, tubes. You know, where you would put, you know, a microphone at this end of the tube and a speaker at that end of the tube. Okay. And depending on how far away you'd have the speaker, that's how much you know, reverb you would have. Okay. You know, if the speaker was 10 feet, mm-hmm. you'd have X number of space, you know, because sound travels 700 and something, 720 something, uh, you know, MPH per second. Okay. And you, know, you put it, you know, 35 feet down there, you get yet more. Mm-hmm. So you need space to create this gargantuan long tube, gotcha. which you can put a speaker at the end of. Okay. You know, plus you're inside of a piece of solid matter mm-hmm. underneath. So yeah, mm-hmm. acoustical purposes. Excellent. How's that for an answer for yes, you? That sounds like I know what I'm talking about. A simple yes would have been a... Well, <laughs> yeah, but you know me. A professor. Of the mouth, of the mouth. Okay. Hello, KLSU. Thank you for being part of the Rock School Radio Network. Hello, KSCL and Shreveport. Thank you for being part of the Rock School Radio Network. iTunes yeah iTunes 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 love to get it on iTunes back in a minute rock school now our little discussion right before the break you were talking about how old echo and how old reverb was created Mm -hmm. and slapback and such but what I did I was going to play one song in fact I had you just grab it but uh, I made a quick change here Uh, Let me talk about NRG Recording Studios. This is a rather recent recording studio that started in 1992 by a guy named Jay Baumgardner. Where is that? It's in North Hollywood, California. Okay. NRG, lots and lots of people have recorded there. Mick mm-hmm. Jagger does a lot of his uh, solo stuff there. Kanye West records there. Kelly Clarkson, Corn Limp Biscuit. The, The thing about them is when it first opened, they were, you know, analog like everybody else was yep. but what i found was they were the first now every time i say first you got to put it in quotes Take it with a grain of salt. right energy was the first studio to incorporate a fiber channel storage area network what's known as a san into their facility okay meaning their digital all the way around Ooh. there's not a recording deck over there mm-hmm. there is you know the microphones and all of the connectors and all that yeah. but everything goes to a series of servers oh. and i mean everything is everything. recorded everything. i mean literally it used to be that if you if you didn't hit record and play on a machine it didn't record. you didn't get it right period now the servers are running period everything yeah so, so if like you're this conversation right now right if we were getting get. ready to record a song right this is getting caught too and furthermore because you don't have all the equipment you don't have the heat you don't have the noise and the hum uh-huh. and such you have a quieter studio and everything goes to a set of servers and it's you know a locked in studio it's it's hard for them to steal a piece of tape and get it out to a radio station you know via bootleg it's you know, a pretty amazing little thing, and they, they were the first have one a to do it. Freaking bazillion gigs of memory. Oh, you would think. Yeah, memory and uh, and hard drive is cheap, cheap, huh. cheap, cheap. Here's I feel one so for you. Idiotic. I I just caught the name N R G. Say it quickly. Energy. energy. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's where it came from. <laughs> you know who has energy? Who's that? Gwen Stefani. Oh. Yeah, she's the head of. Uh, you heard of him? No yeah, doubt. I have. She's just a girl. Rock school. Yeah, 
Yeah, she so is so I. hot, dude. Uh, your wife never listens to this show, never. does she? Nope. <laughs> That's good. She's beautiful. Gwen she Stefani is. is a beautiful woman. She has her own rock band, too. Makes it even more. Yeah. You know. Dude, you know what I'm going to do? When this show goes global, yeah. I am going to christen my office as our studio. And, well, you have to. I'm going to get on this show. You have to, because we can't dig in Louisiana. It's all no. mud. Yeah, you'd have to dial 811. Yeah, call before you dig. <laughs> Welcome to the bottom of the hour, ladies and gentlemen. I'm Joe Burns. I'm Chad P. Let's do seven days and 70 seconds. Monday, November 9th through Sunday, November 15th. Something that happened on those dates way back when. Chad has Monday. Go. Okay, Monday, November 9th. That's a Monday this year. But back in 1967, Rolling Stone magazine published its very first issue. Who was on the cover? McCartney. John Lennon. Ah, Close. Uh, Back November 10th, 1958, Sam Cooke and Lou Rawls are involved in a car crash, which kills their chauffeur. Wednesday, November 11th, back in 1958, Hank Ballard and the Midnighters record. Can you do it? Yeah, twist and shout. No, 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 the twist. Oh, I got it wrong. Kill me. Uh, November 12th, in 1970, uh, The Doors make their final appearance with Jim Morrison in New Orleans. Very nice. Unlucky November 13th, that's a Friday this year, but back in 1973, Jerry Lee Lewis Jr. was killed in a highway accident near Hernando, Mississippi. Right, uh, Jerry Lee Lewis Jr. Jr. Jr., Jr. yeah. November 14th, 2004, Paul McCartney, Coldplay's Chris Martin, Robbie Williams, uh, Snow Patrol, blah, 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 and others take part in a recording of a new version of Do They Know It's Christmas? It didn't do very much. <laughs> and then ending up the week, it's a Sunday this this time around, but back in 1965, the Rolling Stones perform on NBC's Hullabaloo, singing Get Off of My Cloud. Okay, back to a few recording studios. Have you ever heard of Ocean Way Recording in Sherman Oaks, California? It's down there by the beach. It is, <laughs> but have you ever heard of it? No. They proclaim they are, A, the world's most awarded studio... More awards than any other studio, period. They also proclaim they are responsible for more than one billion units in sales and more sales than any other studio. I wonder if I'd get to see the books on that. Can I see the raw data? You get a PR person and then you can put anything. (laughs) We can say, we're the most downloaded rock school trivia show on the internet. Maybe, maybe Uh. not. I mean, the brick of people who have done it, who have recorded there, Beach Boys, Sinatra, Mamas and the Papas, all the way up through Wallflowers, XTC, uh, Avril Lavigne, Mars Volta, Toto, and this guy, Elvis Costello. I don't doubt that. But I mean, if I go to California and put up a microphone and a recorder, I'd probably get some big names too. Maybe, maybe not. How about Veronica? Rock School. From the album Spike, Elvis Costello, Veronica. I love Elvis Costello. He's one of my personal favorites. What were you going to say about a recording studio? I'm telling you off mic, if I did a recording studio, and I'm being dead serious, I would call it REC Studios. Record. Record, Record. right. Exactly. I'd call mine third degree. Why? Burns. Third degree. Third degree burns. That's kind of clever. 
grief. <laughs> I'm done. How about the record plant? Record plant out of New York City, 321 West 44th Street back in 1968. Got started by a guy named Chris Stone, who made all his money through Revlon Cosmetics. Revlon Cosmetics. Not bad. Make all the women pretty and then make music so mm. they can dance to it. What's really neat about the record plant is that the very first album ever recorded there mm-hmm. was a monster. Electric Ladyland by the Jimi Hendrix Experience. Oh. You know, normally you get like, you know, okay, I'll record something there, some schmo band, yeah. and in comes, you know, Electric Ladyland. And you were asking where the, you know, Electric Ladyland studios. Started, yeah, at the beginning yeah. of the show. That's where it came from. Perfect. Outside of that, tons, I mean, tons of hit albums. According to the Record Plants PR, and again, it's from the Record Plants PR, mm-hmm. they have recorded nearly 10% of the top 100 albums ever on the Billboard charts. Okay. Not bad. This one from Stevie Wonder, Sir Duke, Rock School. Rock Schools, we talk about some famous recording studios. Do yourself a favor. Go find your CDs if you can still find them. People are still going and just burning it all right onto the iPod. The actual package barely gets looked at if you buy the package at all. But if you do, turn it over, take a look at it, see where the album was recorded, where it was mastered. That's oftentimes two different places. Sometimes it's even sent to a third place to be produced, even messed around with there. There is yet another recording studio up in Memphis. You ever been to Memphis? Yeah, a couple of times. Uh, Passed through it traveling and then uh, toured Graceland. Outside of Graceland, you need to go up, stay downtown, hit Beale Street, Mm -hmm. eat some unbelievable food, uh, Mm -hmm. get yourself some barbecue, Barbecue obviously, hit the Gibson Guitar Factory, and then go to 706 Union Avenue. Can you do it? What's there? Oh, I don't know. Sun Studios. That's where Sun Studios That's is? That's Sun Studios. Oh. I've toured it. It's fantastic. It's still a functioning recording studio. It, it, went, now? it went dark for a while, but opened back up in uh, 1987. Mm-hmm. U2's Rattle and Hum film was there. Mm-hmm. But that's not really what people know it for. They know it for Elvis. Mm-hmm. You know, Johnny Cash, Roy mm-hmm. Orbison, Jerry Lee Lewis, well, Carl I bet a Perkins. lot of those uh, 50s stars recorded right there. Exactly. A lot of them probably lived right there. Uh, as a matter of fact, yeah, it's a lot of people believe it's the birthplace of rock and roll. As a Matter of fact, further, uh-huh. many people, not me, not but many people believe the first rock and roll song came out on the Sun label recorded in Sun Studios. Jackie Brenston and his Delta Cats and the Rocket 88. Just take a listen. Okay. I, I, I don't think it's the first rock well, and roll Sun song. Well, Sun Studios PR department needed yeah. to come up with something. Oh, no. It's not just them, but a lot of people. Let's take a listen. Rocket 88. Rock school. So you don't think that's the first uh, one, huh? No, and I don't think it's Jackie Brenston and his Delta Cats either. It's the Ike Turner Band because of some 
playing around with other labels, they had to call it something other than the Ike Turner band, so they went with Jackie Brenston. It's not the first rock and roll song. What and do it's you because think is the first rock and roll song? I Probably One Bad Apple by the Osmonds, something, or anything by Leif Garrett. You're not going to tell me, are you? No, no. I, Why not? Because we're going to do a show on it not too far from oh, now, and I don't want to blow it for Mr. other people suspension. who are listening. Ugh. No, no, no. Mr. Suspicion, not suspension. Ugh. Mr. Suspicion. Hello, WBSD Burlington, Wisconsin. I'll bet it's cold up there and there's no hurricane coming. Nope. What about Radio Universidad in Salamanca, Spain? What is the weather like in Salamanca right I'll now? Bet I bet it's gorgeous. I bet it is. I'll bet it is beautiful. Mm-hmm. Get us on iTunes, too. Back in a minute. Rock school. Of for you. Why? What did I do? I'm not giving away my answer because I have a show I'm going to bring it up. I'm not going to. I understand that, but you know way down the road when you finally do bring it up, I'm not going to remember this. Well, I just have a better memory than you do. You do not have a better memory than I do. I do, Fred. I did theater. I do. I'd like to thank the Academy. Right. Here's a, a couple that we probably won't play running out of time. Windmill Lane Studios in Dublin. That's where U2 actually did most of their recording. Ooh, what about the Red Barn? Uh, Aerosmith. That's right. Yeah. Well, but they I, had other people that came I understand, but Barn. Aerosmith is who you think well, that's of. that's who I thought of. Yeah. Astoria Studios. Astoria. Yes, yes, yes. Okay, I'm going to make an educated guess and yeah. guess that that is in Astoria, Oregon. Not a bad guess, but it's actually in London. Oh, shoot, I was wrong. <laughs> <laughs> it's in a houseboat on the River Thames. What? Yeah, it's it's a huge boat, actually. It was a built in boat? 1911. It's owned by David Gilmore of Pink Floyd right now. It was designed at the time to house an entire orchestra. You could bring in the London Symphony Orchestra to perform on this thing and why, to record. Why would you put a recording studio on a boat? Why not? Why not? Okay, why not? First of all, when you get Honk. ready to record your... Yeah, <laughs> I get, it's a big window. You open it up and you go, everybody shut up! We're about to record! Oh, the horn. We got a, a winner here. Floyd did uh, a momentary lapse of reason and the division bell, both on that boat. Here's Dogs of War. Rock Skull. This is Rock School, and uh, we're in our last break here, so let me just go through my paperwork here and blow out the rest of the studio's uh, Polar Studio. Polar Studio was uh, founded by Bjorn and Benny of ABBA, the mm-hmm. two Bs in ABBA. Where is it? Uh, it's over in Sweden. Led Zeppelin recorded their album In Through the Outdoor okay. there. RCA Studio B, mm-hmm. that was recorded, uh, that, that was built at the request of Chet Atkins, and basically it states that's where country was born in the 1960s. Well, they're responsible for that. Every one <laughs> of them. And I got the list of people who recorded there, and it is the who's who mm-hmm. of country music through the 60s and 70s. Warehouse Studio in Vancouver, British Columbia, owned by Brian Adams. He proclaims it to be the most state-of-the-art studio on the planet. Brian Adams does his own PR. Oh, yes. (laughs) Compass Point Studio, located in the Bahamas. This is where ACDC went to record Back in Black. Mm -hmm. Uh, It was started by Chris Blackwell, founder of Island Records, uh, the producer of Bob Marley. Mm -hmm. Hansa Studios, uh, that's in Germany. It's called Hansa by the Wall, and it was one of the big places where uh, Bowie, David Bowie, recorded. And the one we're going to finish with, Atlantic Studios in New York City. It was built in 1947, and thanks to the efforts of a guy named Tom Dowd, it was the first studio ever to record in 
stereo. Sweet. How about that? Atlantic like Studios. It. Tons and tons and tons of people, rather than going crazy through it, let's just play the song. Carly Simon finishes us up. Mm-hmm. You're so vain. You are so vain. <laughs> I'm Joe Burns. I'm Chad P. And that does it. Class is dismissed.